Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you see how long it is that you've been talking (laughs) to list all of these things? Like, I don't know if you could imagine how painful this is for me. Welcome to I Tell My Husband the News. I'm Shannon Ray Green, a journalist at USA Today. Each week, I catch my husband up on all the stories he may have missed. He doesn't really like to read or watch the news, so I'm pretty much his sole news source. It's a big responsibility. My husband, Dusty Terrell, is a local comedian in the Washington, D.C. area. Thanks for being here, Dusty. Thanks for having me, Shannon. What's going on over there? Hey, Shannon. How are you doing today? You know, I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, in, in just a few days. In just a few days. We'll be hosting a bunch of people over our house and eating some turkey. Our first episode ever was November 23rd, 2015. So this is our four-year anniversary episode, Shannon. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. Again, we planned nothing special, but... <laughs> but- that's typical for us in anniversaries. Yeah, but it's exciting. We've been doing this for four years. First episode was about uh, spatchcocking a turkey. And we've yet to do that, and I don't <laughs> plan on doing it this Thanksgiving either. Someone even said to us recently, some friends of ours said they were planning on doing that, and I was just like, no, that sounds like too much trouble. I'm not it's doing a fun it. thing to say, though. It is fun. I think that's what we said uh, four years ago, Shannon. It's fun to say. That tracks. We haven't changed. <laughs> uh, we didn't get any new five-star reviews this week, which is too bad. But you know what? Everybody should uh, just spend some time with their family. And uh, don't worry about rating us five stars. At least not uh, on Thursday. But Friday, get on that phone <laughs> and you give us five stars and a nice review. I was please. thinking that it's not in your nature to give a reprise to anyone when it comes to ratings and reviews. That's true. But you kind of did, but only barely. Well, I'm thankful for all of our listeners and the people who have already given us uh, reviews. Me too. And uh, don't forget that you can tweet us if you get the feeling that you'd like to. I'm at Shannon Ray Green. And I'm at Dusty Terrell. And you can also always email us at I tell my husband the news at usatoday.com. Alexa, what's on TV tonight? You really shouldn't start stories that way because it just ruins everybody's house when they listen out loud at home. I understand that, but what am I supposed to say? Like a dash, 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 dash. Yep. <laughs> Seems like there's got to be a better alternative, but uh, I like your unwillingness to change. 
This was very, her... it's very dusty of you. I know. To say like, what am I supposed to do then? <laughs> this awful thing, not, not what you want. Doing it. I'm not, doing it the way I do it. Not doing it. And also the alternative I'm giving you is worse than the other reality. <laughs> yeah. This was written by my colleague Jefferson Graham. So maybe we should take it up with Jefferson for putting Alexa in stories well, we want to read. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, he wrote it. So Alexa can't read or not exactly. So it seems like it's fine. These stories have lives beyond text. And if Dusty's going to have a problem with us mentioning the A word, is that what we should say? <laughs> well, sorry, listeners, if we ruined your house. <laughs> I do know that with... Google, a way to a way to avoid it is OKG. Well, Shannon, this story is not about Google. Okay, Google. <laughs> oh no, you did it! You said it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we went to visit my parents this weekend, and we went to this lady's house who lives in their community. That's who right. Puts on this big. Uh, she just she has a bunch of. Of those Christmas miniature things, and she puts on a big display at her house. Wants, I loved it. And wants everybody to come see it. But there's three the- rules you can't touch, you got to take your shoes off before you come in the house, and you can't talk to Alexa because Alexa like controls the the electricity to the entire display so if you interfere with Alexa you get booted out immediately that's a that's a a big offense <laughs> yeah it's just funny when you first hear the rule you're like well why <laughs> I, but my point is Shannon is that if uh, if she were a listener of this podcast she'd boot out she'd boot out this episode because you messed with Alexa <laughs> yeah Amazon wants to see more consumers using their voices to control their TVs this holiday season. I'm sure that comes as no surprise. This week, it announced a new $35 product, the Fire TV Blaster, which acts as a universal remote of sorts by enabling TVs that don't have voice access to respond to Alexa. It will be available December 11th. The advantages of voice versus clicking are substantial, says Amazon Vice President Sandeep Gupta, who stopped by the Los Angeles USA Today Bureau for a Talking Tech audio interview. He said the voice is a more flexible experience and completes the task with less bother. For example, say the viewer wanted to watch Stranger Things on Netflix. The old way, turn on the TV, use the remote to go to the input for streaming, open the Netflix app, search for Stranger Things, then click play. Amazon's way. Alexa, play Stranger Things. Gupta says, quote, we can do it all in one single command, the same thing that took us five other steps to do, unquote. But how does Alexa know which episode to bring you to? Stranger Things has three seasons of content. Gupta says if you've never seen the show before, it will start you at episode one, or if you have viewed, take you to the next episode in the series to watch. Amazon's popular Fire TV streaming products were the number two and number three best-selling products in last year's Black Friday holiday promotions. These products can currently be paired with an Amazon Echo speaker to bring in voice controls on smart TVs with voice functionality. For those who don't have them, in comes the blaster. Amazon notes that you'll need an Echo and Fire TV streaming player, all three, to work as advertised. Echo and Fire TV streamers started at around $25 in last year's holiday promos. The Blaster uses infrared to control TVs, soundbars, satellite, and cable boxes. For those who already have an Echo and Fire TV, the Blaster will add hands-free voice control to what you could already have with the Alexa voice remote. Amazon released the $119 Fire TV Cube in 2018, which offers many similar features, but has the addition of a built-in speaker. 
Consumers can pick up the blaster for a third of the price sans a speaker and advanced home theater tools. Popular voice Alexa commands for TV, turning on and off the TV, raising the volume, pausing, going back, going forward, showing 4K movies. You can request comedies, dramas, or movies by naming the actor. The feature it can't do, one consumers would easily crave, is Alexa, skip the commercials. Gupta said flatly in the interview, no. You can follow USA Today's Jefferson Graham at Jefferson Graham on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And he is the host and executive producer of the Talking Tech podcast. This is the command that I want to be able to give. Alexa, browse endlessly. Ugh. No, that sounds horrible. I love it. I love just the skipping, flipping through all the different choices, seeing what's there. It's the best show on Netflix. That's crazy. I want to share something with the people who are listening right now. I set a timer for my husband when it comes to endless scrolling. You got to set boundaries. Otherwise, I'll do it endlessly. But if you say like, okay, well, you can scroll for two minutes and then you got to pick something. Then I sometimes say, okay, maybe. (laughs) Well, usually if I give you a little more time, then you're more ready to do it. So if I said it, if I don't set you to two minutes, but if I sent you to 10 minutes or sometimes even 15 minutes, I wind up watching other stuff like on my phone or on my computer because I'm just, I'm ready to watch something. I have things that I know I'm going to watch. There's all this decision fatigue and FOMO just drives me nuts. I think I should be allowed at least five minutes per app, like five minutes to scroll on Netflix, five minutes to scroll on Hulu, five minutes to scroll on HBO Now, five minutes to scroll on Amazon Prime, five minutes to scroll on Disney Plus. Do you see how long it is that you've been talking (laughs) to list all of these things? Like, I don't know if you could imagine how painful this is for me. It's fun to scroll because you're just like, oh, man, I really want to watch that. But just not right now. Ooh, I got to watch that sometime. But it's, just not right now. It's insanity. <laughs> Do you not see? I mean, your FOMO is crazy. Like when we are. OK, let me explain what FOMO is for anyone who doesn't I have know. a fear of missing out of watching those. It's more of like a. Yeah, I guess I just kind of want to know about them or see what's out there. I mean, I think you have FOMO when you're trying to decide what sandwich to eat at a restaurant. <laughs> I want to know what all my choices are. Yeah. I want to have all the choices. Yeah. This is why I can't ever like order for you at a right. place you haven't been. Even though I very rarely get something like outside the norm. <laughs> yeah. Like if you would, if you just got there and ordered me a, a, a buffalo chicken sandwich, I'd be pleased as punch, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But... If I could have cut you off right now, that's what I would have said. That like <laughs> if, if I could just tell you, oh, I heard on the menu they have a buffalo chicken, then, you, then you, would you be able to trust me to just go get it? I think not. No, I'd be like, well, that sounds good. Great, but, but I'd like to see the other stuff. <laughs> and then you wind up picking the same thing. <laughs> it's part of the reason I love you, but I do really like giving you a hard time about it. So this has been real fun. <laughs> but that doesn't sound like it's a feature in this talking thing, right? Uh, thank goodness, because I would just, I would unplug it. That's what I'd do. I'd well, be like, Amazon, you can't do this to me. You shouldn't be happy about it because it just means I'm not going to get one and we're going to have to push, we're going to have to browse the old fashioned way, which is pushing buttons. Ugh. I mean, you always think it's crazy when I use the voice remote. You're just like, why is this better? And I'm like, look, 
it happened. I don't think it's better. I don't like the uncertainty of it. It's still the technology. They only understand you about half of the time. It takes a lot of time to think about what you just said and go to it and load everything. I don't think it's as easy as, as this person who wants you to buy this new thing is trying to make it sound to be. Also, I, I mean, we've said this in podcasts before, but I'd much rather just push a button than have to talk. Like if, if I'm at home, <laughs> sometimes I just want to be sitting there quietly and push a couple buttons. Yeah. There's pros and cons. Yeah. Missing cat that traveled 1,200 miles reunited with its owner after five years. It's a real homeward bound type situation there. This cat is so cute, Dusty. It has long whiskers. It's a gray cat. and Or maybe like a black gray cat. And a little bit of like auburn even in its fur. I saw the picture of it. It is cute, but it looks like it's seen some stuff. (laughs) This was written by my colleague Kimmy Robinson, who writes for the Arizona Republic, which is part of the USA Today network. No one's quite sure how Sasha, the six-year-old fluffy black cat, made it from Portland, Oregon to Santa Fe, New Mexico over the past five years. What was the name of the cat? It was Sasha, wasn't it? In Homeward, In Homeward Bound. Bound. No, it wasn't Sasha. It was uh, Sandy. Sa- no, it was Sassy. Sassy. That's it. We got there. Yeah, we got there. well too bad that this sasha isn't sassy because that would be real crazy but it is a boy cat and it's too too bad oh sasha's a boy it's too bad he also didn't have two uh two dog friends (laughs) and it's too bad all three of them couldn't talk yeah this story definitely makes me think of homeward bound and about sassy chance and shadow What a good movie. What a good 90s movie. But apparently it isn't uncommon for cats who are known for their independent streaks to go hitchhiking. And last Tuesday, five years after he vanished, Sasha was returned to his owner, Victor Yusuf. Mujrad Kurdar of the Santa Fe Animal Shelter hand-delivered the feline to Yusuf at Portland International Airport. By that night, the healthy 19-pound Sasha was back on his favorite place on the couch, flipping over for belly rubs. Sasha's only six, and it was gone for five years. How did it even generate a favorite place? And one year, it got to decide. <laughs> hey, don't you even say that we didn't have favorite places with our cats? Yusuf, who is thirty-one, said, "Quote: It's like he never left. He's so happy. I guess I want to think he was on a great American adventure." Unquote. A spokesman from American Airlines, which flew Kurdar to Portland at no cost, told USA Today that the company was honored to reunite Sasha with his owner after the feline's long journey. When Sasha disappeared in 2014, Yusuf thought the cat might have fallen victim to coyotes. But not every cat that vanishes meets a bad end. Kurdart said, quote, It's very common for a cat to jump in a U-Haul or a train or the back of a truck. But for 1,200 miles and for a cat to be missing for five years and then for a micro trip to connect both of them... That rarely happens, unquote. Sasha's fur was matted and unkempt when he was found wandering the streets of Santa Fe this month, leading shelter staff to believe he was someone's outdoor cat. They took him in and set out to find his owner. Kadar said, quote, Sasha didn't miss a meal. I like to say Sasha was eating a lot of good Mexican food because he was a chunky cat, very healthy. I'm sure he has a lot of great stories to tell, unquote. 
The Santa Fe Animal Shelter reunites families with their missing pets every day, Kurdar said. But this is the first time he has done an in-person delivery. Sasha's successful return would not have been possible had he not been microchipped. Kudar said, quote, the microchip is the best form of identification for an animal, unquote. He added that most shelters insert the chip, which is as small as a grain of rice, before adoption. However, just getting your pet microchipped isn't enough. It's important to update the microchip's manufacturer if there is a change in your contact information. If you don't, a shelter won't be able to contact you. Kudar also recommends that owners confirm that the chip is functional and still in place during every checkup at the vet. If your pet escapes and doesn't have a microchip, there are still ways for it to get home. Kudar said, quote, We always tell people if a cat gets out or a dog, always put your articles of clothing or a blanket outside. They usually find their way back in a day or so, unquote. The microchip is definitely good. Make sure that it's in working order. But the other recommendation I have is just keep your cat just real fat. They just probably, like Lily has no interest in moving around too much or hitchhiking or anything. She just kind of lays around all day. So that's a good way to go, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's good we have an indoor cat. Yeah. But that the problem with having an indoor cat is if they get out, then she's just lost. She has no idea what she, she has no do. street sense whatsoever. Yeah. But we could just put her blanket outside. Maybe she'll find it. Hope that never happens. I hope so, too. That would make me so, so sad. Yeah. After five years, though, I just, I feel like I've moved on. I mean, I don't even remember. <laughs> that is not true. Five years. I've gotten three more new cats since then. I don't need you anymore. (laughs) And last today, we've got the lightning fast headline roundup. Does Dusty care about these stories in the slightest? Here we go. Tesla Cybertruck, 187,000 pre-orders secured in three days. Yeah, guess who's not one of the 187,000? Um, completely shocked. This guy. Not shocked at all. <laughs> Amazing. Whale and our calf get pet by tourists. Next headline is sad news. Tourists eaten by whales. <laughs> Australian high diver jumps into a well in India. Well, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Frozen 2 dazzles with a $127 million opening. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I think I think they when they set out to make that movie they knew they knew why. <laughs> I went to the movies last Friday. As you know, I went to see Downton. I loved it. Without me, thank goodness. <laughs> and there were so many kids in costume. Like one little girl had a long braid and she had um like plastic snowflakes like down each like I think she had like six plastic snowflakes in her braid. <laughs> So cute. You asked me the not enough kids dressing up for the Downton Abbey movie. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see kids in 1920s garb. British 1920s garb? Let me see that. Definitely. 347-pound <laughs> defensive tackle becomes heaviest NFL player to score a touchdown. It is remarkable that it was only a one-pound difference. I bet that guy's glad he had a big breakfast this morning. <laughs> Eyelash lice. Here's what doctors are saying about it. Ew. (laughs) That's what doctors are saying about it. Ew. (laughs) I think that's not very professional. (laughs) Get out of my doctor's office. You're gross. Thanksgiving traffic tactics. Here's when not to leave. 
my recommendation is don't leave your house at all. Just stay there and you won't have to deal with traffic. Aren't you lucky that we're hosting so everyone yeah. comes to us? In your face, family and friends. <laughs> you won't believe those Japan vending machines. I believe it. We need to get some more like that here in the U.S. <laughs> Maybe that's how we bring down the uh, the online giants like Amazon. Just more vending machines. <laughs> Put them everywhere. I don't need brick and mortar. I need a vending machine. <laughs> Next week on I Tell My Husband the News, well, I don't know. It hasn't happened yet. That's why it's called the news. (laughs) I Tell My Husband the News is part of the USA Today podcast network. New episodes come out every Monday. If you want to check out other podcasts from all across the USA Today network, just go to podcast.usatoday.com or find them wherever you listen to podcasts like Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.